Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 79 O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. They have given the bodies of your servants to the birds of the air for food, the flesh of your faithful to the wild animals of the earth. They have poured out their blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a taunt to our neighbors, mocked and derided by those around us. How long, O Lord, will you be angry forever? Will your jealous wrath burn like fire? Pour out your anger on the nations that do not know you, and on the kingdoms that do not call your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste to his habitation. Do not remember against us the iniquities of our ancestors. Let your compassion come speedily to meet us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God, for our salvation, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let the avenging of the outpoured blood of your servants be known among the nations before your eyes. Let the groans of the prisoners come before you. According to your great power, preserve these doomed to die. Return sevenfold into the bosom of our neighbors, the taunts which they have taunted you, O Lord. Then we, your people, the flock of your pasture, will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation we will recount your praise. Micah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. In the days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised up above the hills. Peoples shall stream to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us in his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the many between many peoples, and shall arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their pl- swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. But they shall all sit under their own vines, and under their own fig trees, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. For all the peoples walk, each in the name of its God. But we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Revelation chapter 15 verses 1 through 8. When I saw, then I saw another portent in heaven, great and amazing. Seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and amazing are your deeds, Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Lord, who will not fear and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your judgments have been revealed. After this I looked, and the temple of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, robed in pure bright linen, with golden sashes across their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. 
and the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were ended. Good morning and welcome to the fifth day of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Albany, Oregon. Our readings come to us this morning from Psalm 79, Micah 4, and Revelation 15. And the Micah reading stood out to me, not only because of the uh, the beating of weapons of war into gardening tools, which is also, also appears in Isaiah... Uh, goodness, I cannot remember. Isaiah 6 or 4? I can't remember. Or 3. Um where uh, Micah borrows from Isaiah um, to create this imagery of breaking down the systems that make war inevitable and building out of them uh, something that God intended to be inevitable, which is creation and recreation um, in gardening. But something else stood out to me this morning as well as I read, and that was after reading um, Judges 9, uh, the, I believe, the earliest and longest parable of the Old Testament. The, it's called the, the parable of Jotham, or the parable of the Bramble King. And you can look at the ba- Bramble King on the training room, the blog of PPUHQ, and talk about how it's, I think it's an, uh, a wildly underestimated and underappreciated section of the Bible. It talks about the birth of the monarchy in the Israelite imagination, where Jotham is the only surviving child of Gideon after one of his half-brothers killed 70 of his of their half-brothers. And Jotham stands up because Abimelech, which means father of all kings, is trying to make himself king over all Israel, over all the tribes. And Jotham stands up and has this parable and he talks about the trees, sometimes called the parable of the trees, and the trees want a ruler, just as Israel wants a ruler in 1 Samuel 8 and Deuteronomy uh, 17, I can't remember. And Samuel is told uh, by God, look, don't worry about it, they're not rejecting you, they're rejecting me. The adoption of kings, of monarchic uh, political um, of polity, um, is a step away from God. It's a bad thing. And so Jotham tells this parable of the trees as Israel who want a king, who want someone to reign over them. And in nature, if you're over someone else, you're getting the sunlight and that shrub or the grass is getting less sunlight, which, you know, you, we could equate with God and the warmth of God. And all these, you know, the there are these four different trees listed. There's the grapevines, the fig tree, um, the cedars of Lebanon. Um, I feel like there's one more and I can't remember. And then finally, the bramble, which is essentially a berry. You could eat it. Um, it depends on which translation, who you believe, what this Hebrew word was intending to imply. But it's essentially a thorn bush. And who the hell wants to sit under a thorn bush, which is already low-lying, um, but they, the thorn bush is the only one who's willing to be the king. And he's, he essentially says, look, I know he doesn't say it outright, but if you think about it, you're not going to like life under a thorn brush. brush. You're going to want to leave. So the thorn bush says, look, if you, um, if you 
run away, I'll burn you down like the cedar, like the, you know, a, a devouring fire will come out from me. And this word devour, uh, homes, I believe, is related to um, Hamas, which means armed, and Milchama, which means war. And so kings come with war, and kings are a step away from God. And so in verse 4 of the Micah passage, immediately after the most known one, Micah 4, 3, um, beat the swords and plowshares, won't lift up nation, nation won't lift up weapons against each other, they won't learn from, uh, they won't even learn war anymore. But it goes further. And I think Micah is alluding to the parable of the Bramble King. They shall all sit under their own vines, one of the plants mentioned, and their own fig trees, another one of their own, uh, of the plants from the Bramble King parable. And no one shall make them afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. And the mouth is what sends out the devouring fire from the thorn brush, thorn bush. So I think we are missing out on the richness of this passage when we don't recognize the significance of the parable of the Bramble King in Judges 9. And that section of Judges, especially 4 and 5, concerning Deborah and Gideon and the song of Deborah and Jael who killed Sisera, scholars believe this is some of the oldest surviving uh, written traditions that, uh, that you can find in Hebrew scriptures. The language is really archaic. Um, and it seemed really unique. It, it seems like something that the Israelites had passed on the longest that survived until it was compiled into Greek as a Septuagint in the 3rd century BCE. So it's really important to, to, that monarchy or that kind of pyramid structure of, of rulership is related to violence. Um, and this brings me to the passage in Revelation. I always say, anytime we're reading from one of the Johannine letters, uh, they seem to like this phrase, the Lamb of God. And in the Gospel of John, it, the line is, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There is no such animal. The, the, um, the not Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, maybe it is Yom Kippur. The Yom Kippur goat, um, there are two goats. One is sacrificed on the altar. The other one is then um, splattered with that goat's blood and set off into the wilderness. And it takes away the sins or iniquities of the people. It is very, very clearly a goat. Now, I always I criticize that because we associate sheep with gentility and niceness and smoothing things over and cutesy and dependent and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think one of the reasons that John does this, perhaps, is that the, the imagery of warring in heaven that he uses so overt and dire that to use a goat it just feels improper because that's not the kind that's not the way in which Christ does battle. He did go to the cross. He did so obediently. He did so rather meekly, but he did so dressed for battle. He did that that is a battle that is going on in heaven on the earth that we may not see and we may not appreciate. And in that moment God or Jesus doesn't really reflect the trappings of a goat. He is more meek. And so it's this balance of these really uh, heavy um, uh, uh, populist kind of uh, symbols, like the goat, uh, like the crow who goes off and, and before the dove to seek land when Noah, at the end of the flood, is looking for land. Um, John, I think, is trying to balance this. 
Um, now, I'm, I'm not speaking for the, the Gospel of John, but at least in Revelation, Jesus is a lamb because it reflects the kind of attitude that he goes to the cross with. Uh, reflects in Genesis where all God has to do is speak and things are made. It doesn't take effort by God. It doesn't take passion. It doesn't take, um, uh, you know, kind of goat uh, uh, difficulty or misbehaving or anything. This is the nature of the war that God wages against um, uh, his enemies. A prayer for peace among the nations from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, guide the nations of the world into the way of justice and truth and establish among them that peace which is the fruit of righteousness, that they may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it. Three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac. Always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. Semper Familia.